0: Section twenty five of the Shaving of Shagpat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gabriel Glenn. The Shaving of Shagpat by George Meredith. Chapter nineteen. The Revival. Now the feathers of Kuruk in his flight were ruffled by a chill breeze and they were speeding through a light glow of cold rose colour then said Nourna, tis the messenger of morning the blush oh what changes will date from this day the glow of rose became golden and they beheld underneath them on one side the rim of the rising red sun and rays streaming over the earth and its waters and noorna said i must warn feshnavat my father and prepare him for our coming so she plucked a feather from Kuruk and laid the quill downward letting it drop then said she now for the awakening of my betrothed thereupon she hugged his head a moment and kissed him on the eyelids the cheeks and the lips crying by this means only crying that she pushed him sliding from the back of the bird and he parted from them falling head foremost in the air like a stricken eagle. Then she called to Kuruk, Seize him, and the bird slanted his beak and closed his wings, the two, Abarak and Nurna, clinging to him tightly, and he was down like an arrow between Shibli Bagarag and the ground, spreading beneath him like a tent. And Nurna caught the youth gently to her lap. Then she pushed him off again, intercepting his descent once more till they were on a level with one of the mountains of the earth from which the city of shikpath is visible among the yellow sands like a white spot in the yoke of an egg so by this time the eyes of the youth gave symptoms of a desire to look upon the things that be peeping faintly beneath the lashes and she exclaimed joyfully raising her white hands above her head one plunge in the lake and life will be his again below them was a green lake tinted by the dawn with crimson and yellow, deep and with high banks. As they crossed it to the middle, she slipped off the youth from Kuruk, and he with a great plunge was received into the stillness of the lake. Meanwhile, Kuruk quivered his wings and seized him when he arose, bearing him to an end of the lake where stood one dressed like a devrish. And it was the Vazir Feshnavat, the father of Nurna. So when he saw them, he shouted the shout of congratulation, catching Noorna to his breast, and Shibli Bagarag stretched as doth a heavy sleeper in his last doze, saying in a yawning voice, What trouble! I wot there is not more for us now that Shatpat is shaved. Oh, I have had a dream, a dream! He that is among Huris in paradise dreameth not a dream like that. And I dreamed, Tis gone! Then said he, staring at them, who be ye what is this Nurna took him again to her bosom and held him there and she plucked a herb and squeezed it till a drop from it fell on either of his lids applying to them likewise a dew from the serpents of the sword and he awoke to the reality of things surely then he prostrated himself and repeated the articles of his faith taking one hand of his betrothed and kissing her and he embraced Tabarak and Feshnavat, saying to the father of Noorna, I know, O Feshnavat, that by my folly and through my weakness, I have lost time in this undertaking. But it shall be short work now with Shakpat. This thy daughter, the Eclipser of Reason, was ever a prize as she. I will deserve her. Vullahi, I am now a new man, sprung like fire from ashes. Lo, I am revived by her for the great work said Abarak, O master of the event, secure now without delay the two slaves of the sword and lean the blade toward Aklis. Upon that he ran up rapidly to the summit of the mountain and drew the sword from his girdle and leaned it towards Aklis, and it lengthened out over lands the blade of it a beam of solid brilliance. Presently from forth the invisible remoteness they saw the two genii, Karavijis and Vijravush, and they were footing the blades swiftly like stars speeding up till they were within reach of the serpents of the hilt when they dropped to the earth bowing their heads so he commanded them to rise crying search ye the earth and its confines and bring hither tidings of the genie karaz they said to hear is to obey then they began to circle round each other circling more and more sharply till beyond the stretch of sight and shibli Bagarak said to feshnavat am i not awake o feshnavat i will know where is karaz ere i seek to operate on Shikpat, for it is well spoken of the poet obstructions first remove ere thou thy cunning prove and i will encounter this karaz that was our ass ere i try the great shave then he said, turning quickly, Yonder is the light from Aklis, striking on the city, and I mark Shagpat, even he, illumined by it, singled out where he sitteth on the roof of the palace by the marketplace." So they looked, and it was as he had spoken, that Shagpat was singled out in the midst of the city by the wondrous beams of the eye of Aklis, and made prominent in effulgence. Said Barak, climbing to the level of observation, he hath a redness like the inside of a halved pomegranate. Faisnavut stroked his chin, exclaiming, He may be likened to a mountain goat in the midst of a forest roaring with conflagration. Said Shibli bagarag, Now is he the red maned lion, the bristling boar, the uncombed buffalo, the plumaged cock, but soon will he be like nothing else save the wrinkled kernel of a shaggy fruit. Lo, now the sword it leapeth to be at him, and twill be as the keen icicle of winter to that perishing foliage, that doomed crop. So doth the destined minute destroy with a flash the hoarded arrogance of ages, and the destined hand doeth what creation failed to perform. And tis by order, destiny, and preordainment that the works of this world come to pass. This know I, and I witness thereto that am of a surety ordained to the shaving of shagpat. Then he stood apart and gazed from Shakpath to the city that now began to move with the morning. Elephants and coursers saddled by the gates of the king's palace were visible, and camels blocking the narrow streets and the markets bustling. Surely, though, the sun illumined that city. It was as a darkness behind Shakpat singled by the beams of a cliff. End of chapter 19 Recording by Gabriel Glenn